Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 29, beginning in verse 1. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. The king establishes the land by justice, but he who receives bribes overthrows it. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. By transgression, an evil man is snared, but the righteous sings and rejoices. The righteous considers the cause of the poor, but the wicked does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. The bloodthirsty hate the blameless, but the upright seek his well-being. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, The people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. A servant will not be corrected by mere words, for though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son in the end. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. 
An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Friends, today I'd like to take a closer look at verse 2 of our proverb today. And Proverb 29, verse 2, tells us this. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Friends, we will take a closer look at that verse prior to closing today. But what I'd like to do today is continue in our study on righteousness. Now, I began this study on Monday, and we continued yesterday with uh, verses out of Proverb. So today, what we're going to do is take a closer look at 10 Scripture verses found in the Old Testament that are not in the book of Proverbs. Because God is righteous, every act of God is marked by complete righteousness. Likewise, God's people should be marked by their righteousness. However, because all people fall short of the righteousness required to have salvation, no one can be a part of God's people if it were not for the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who not only died to take our sins, but now stands in our place as our righteousness. The righteousness required for salvation is now through faith, and those who have faith in Jesus are marked by practicing righteousness. So let's see what the Bible has to say about righteousness. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Friends, this is such a beautiful verse. I would like people, when they think of me, that they would say, He is a righteous man. When I think about it that way, What that means is he simply did the right thing. How did God consider Noah righteous? Because Noah followed God's commands. God had told him to build a boat, and he did everything that God told him to do. Friends, that is how we can please God. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now here, we're talking about Abraham. At the time, he was Abram, but God told him to leave the land where he was, and he said, go to the land that I am going to show you. And he sat there and did it. He took his wife He took his nephew, Lot, and they just moved out, not knowing where they were going. Friends, that is how we can please God. Let's go to 1 Samuel, chapter 26, verse 23. The Lord rewards every man 
for His righteousness and His faithfulness. Let me say that one more time because it bears repeating. Friends, the Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Many of you are familiar with this story. But King Saul was after David for probably a couple years, and David had to flee the country. He actually went to the land of the Philistines for a while, but he hid in the wilderness, he hid in caves, because Saul and his army were constantly after David, and David was being pursued, and David two times had an opportunity to kill the king, but he would not do so because he knew that God places people in authority. And even though he was trying to kill David, David would not put his hand against him. Let's go to Job. Now, I just recently finished a study on the book of Job. I was there four months And I invite anyone to go back and look at the archives and check that out. But in chapter 27, verse 6, this is what it says. I hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach me for any of my days. And friends, even though Job was in a desperate situation... He had lost all his material possessions. He had lost all ten of his children. He has lost his health. He never did blame God, and he never went against his basic uprightness, which he had. He was a righteous man, and he was a man of integrity. And he simply refused to go against his basic nature. And I think it's because he owed it to God. He knew that he was not God, and thus he never blamed God for what had happened to him. And yet, here he is, even though he's lost everything, he still is holding on to his righteousness. Let's look at Psalms chapter 7, verse 17. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to His righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Friends, God is righteous. His Son, Jesus, is righteous. And we can look at them. We can look at stories in the Old Testament. And all ten verses I'm going to be going over today are found in the Old Testament. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at 10 verses in the New Testament. But what David is telling us in this psalm is we are to be righteous because God is righteous. Let's go to Psalm 23. Most of you are familiar with this. This is verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness 
for his name's sake. And friends, if you call yourself a Christian, if you wear that hat that says Christian on it, and you let people know that you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, people are going to be watching you. And we are to be righteous because we follow Jesus Christ. We are to simply do the right thing, even if it causes us harm. And usually is not going to be the case, but sometimes we just need to do the right thing regardless of the circumstances. Now, let's go to Psalm 45, verse 7. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Now, friends, I love this verse. Again, that is Psalm 45, verse 7. Let me read it one more time. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness. Friends, if we learn to do the right things and are righteous, God will place an anointing on you and you will have the oil of of gladness. I think that is awesome. Let's go to Psalm 89, verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Boy, these verses are so rich. And earlier, I said the importance of having righteousness. When you read each of these verses, it tells you why this is important in our lives. We are going to be blessed. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. This should be crucial that we begin to understand this. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. And friends, like any verse in the Bible, this is a promise for us today. Grab hold of that promise. I like the idea that steadfast love and faithfulness will go before me. It's like it's creating a path And all I have to do is walk on that path. It is so rich. Let's go to Isaiah 32, 17. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. Think about that. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. Friends, I just like the thought of being at peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. This is Isaiah 32, verse 17. This is a promise from God. 
Let me read it one more time. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. Friends, peace is as important as anything we can have in life. So many people today are restless with their life. They are anxious about a lot of things. They worry about a lot of things. This verse is telling us that if we are righteous and do the right things, we will not only have peace in our life, but will also have quietness. And when I think about that, that tells me there's a real good chance that I'll be able to sleep well at night. Let's close with the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 18. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. Friends, God is merciful to us. He is merciful. Paul tells us in the New Testament that our righteousness is as filthy rags unto the Lord. But because of what Jesus did on that cross for us, we now can walk in His righteousness. Friends, my call to action today is very simple. What I'd kind of like for you to do is to review our verses that we went over today. I want you to think, I want you to meditate on the importance of being righteous. I want you to think about the promises that I told you you would have if you are righteous, that we can trust God, that we can be at peace, that we can live our life without worry, without anxiety, without trouble in our lives, that we can live a satisfied life if you walk in righteousness. The scripture reading of the day, I would ask that you reread our proverb of the day, Proverb 29. Let's take a quick look at verse 2, which was our verse of the day. And it says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. And friends, unfortunately, this is the situation where we find our country today. The leadership in our country is what this verse is talking about. And we need to make a change, hopefully for the better. This is election year, so we need to go out and vote make our voices heard so we can turn this country around. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. 
If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You came to earth and died on a cross and were buried. On the third day, you rose again from the dead. Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner and in need of a Savior. You are my Savior. The Bible promises us that you have forgiven us of all of our sins if we simply will grab the salvation which you alone offer. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I ask that you come in and lead me and guide me from this point forward in my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, if you would, take just a moment. Go on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a contact tab. Click on that button. Let me know you said that prayer, and I want to rejoice with you. Welcome to the family of God. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.